So I'm watching Robert Gruder talk to Nick Ricada on YouTube. It's a couple of lawyers. It's like a law thing. And uh, they talked about Minnesota and Minneapolis because that's where Ricada lives. And then they uh, talked about law firms getting canceled if they uh, aligned with Trump on the election. So Ricada lives in Minneapolis, or sorry, in Minnesota. And he was saying that, you know, when the riot, you know, after George Floyd, the riots started, all the cities and small towns, all the police departments would send their cops to help with the riots. And so they did that for a while, but then um, the third precinct uh, building for the Minneapolis Police Department was allowed to be burned. I, you know, the higher-ups higher told all the cops to pull back from it, and then the rioters burned the building down. And apparently this did not sit well with cops from other surrounding police departments. So now when there's riots and whatnot, they're not rushing to help. They kind of are like, you guys are on your own. And you know, I'm sure the actual cops you know, who went in each day to work at their third police department, I'm sure they didn't want to let the building get burned. But someone higher up, I don't know, politician or captain or whatever, uh, made a decision. It's like, well, just a building, I guess. So, anyways, that doesn't sit well with the surrounding police. And uh, I just thought that was an interesting fact. And we're heading into the summer, so we'll see what happens with that. Then the other thing that they were talking about that's kind of interesting is that Trump, so I'm not a Trump supporter. I don't think that he won the election. You know, like Hillary Clinton for three years said that she won. Anyways, and I'm sure Trump's about to say for three years that he won. But in both cases, they lost. Trump won over Hillary and Biden won over Trump. And that's just a stupid caveat that I shouldn't even have to say. If I could delete that easily, I probably would delete that. Who cares? Who cares what my opinion on that is? But here's the part that is a problem. Is so Trump went to hire law firms to... Uh, you know, sue various election thingabobbers. And a lot of law firms turned him down. And the reason why they did that is because they were afraid they would get canceled. Like, I never thought about it. Like, you know, could a law firm get canceled because they have the wrong politics? Well, the answer is yes. You know, it's like, it's November. You got 10 employees. You all want to have, you all want to feed your families this coming Christmas. Well, you better not take on Trump as a client. Anyway, so a bunch of people turned him down. A bunch of people, I guess, initially accepted it, then got scared, and then quit. And then finally, the ones who did, you know, whatever it was that they did, obviously it was not, it was not a roaring success, it was a complete failure, but the ones who did stick around and do whatever it was they did, people are trying to cancel them now, you know. And cancel, cancel culture, right, what that really means is get someone fired. You know, if you, if you can really get someone canceled good, then you get them fired from their job, you know, you get their wife to leave them, and you get their kids to hate them, right? That's, that's you know, that's the ideal cancellation. So, I don't know. I don't like how the legal system is being, it's not like it's being weaponized, but whatever. It's not being fair and impartial. That's what the legal system should be, fair and impartial. But anyways, cyanide to that stuff. I just want to say that Basecamp is worth $100 billion. So that's more than BP Oil. It's more than Mercedes, the car manufacturer. They're very, very valuable.
So on Blocked and Reported, they were going over the latest kerfluffle at Basecamp. Basecamp is a tech company with 58 employees. They created something called Ruby on Rails and uh, made, you know, whatever, made a lot of money about it, on it. And I guess they're normally a very woke company, but they had a kind of a blow up. And so what happened was they had a list of funny customer names. And on that list were some Asian names. Makes me think of Long Duck Dong from uh, 16 Candles. But anyways, they're on there. They don't use Slack, but they use something like Slack, which is where all the employees talk to each other, you know, using the internet, basically. That's how they talk. They don't talk a person, they talk through the internet. And so someone was, they were talking about this uh, funny name thing, and someone's like, that's racist. And they posted a uh, ADL, Anti-Defamation League, it's the uh, anti-Semitic, supposedly anti-Semitic uh, watchdog. They have like a, a, a picture, and it's, uh, it's a pyramid, and on the bottom are th microaggressions, like, oh, that person has a funny name. And at the top of the pyramid is genocide. So, you know, that's how you, when you're, when you're working your way towards genocide, you start by making fun of people's names. And so the CEO of the company wasn't super happy that this guy posted that. So he went and found some old communications by the employee who posted that picture where that guy was making fun of funny names. So then a bunch of employees, well, three employees reported him to HR for harassing the employee, reported the CEO. So then the, I don't know, he might have been the founder. Anyways, so there's two guys in charge of it. So anyways, those two guys, they then made up a rule that said no talking politics at base camp. And you could talk to your friend about it, but you couldn't do it on the public channels, you know, so if, whatever. This is, you know, if it's a company-wide channel that everyone hears that's the kind of channel you cannot talk about politics and then they had a company meeting to discuss this new change about not talking about politics and one of their longtime higher up employees was like you know i don't all this talk about how america and our company and everything is you know white supremacist i don't think that's true but i also think that if i were to say that then i would just get called a nazi and the CEO was like, well, thank you for your perspective and tried to move on. And then a black employee was like, that's racist. You know, you can't be like saying that white supremacy doesn't exist and then be thanked by the CEO. Like, this is, this is absolutely insane. And so the guy who said he didn't think that white supremacy exists, and he said it would exist some places, but he doesn't think it's a fundamental thing in the company. Maybe his main point. Anyway, so he resigned. You know, he got the boot. Actually, he, he got suspended, and then he resigned. And so the company came up with a policy where anyone who wants to quit, they can get three to six months severance package. And, you know, if they don't, if they don't like this thing where you can't talk about politics, then you know, here's a bunch of money, and uh, you can leave. And so about a third of the company left. Now, I don't know. I mean, you know, it's three months pay when you know you can get another, you know, tech people can get jobs right off at the drop of a hat. So three to six months vacation right when COVID's ending and uh, the weather's looking real nice. 
you know, or maybe you just, you really think the company is white supremacist, so you're leaving for that reason. So, I don't know. Anyway, so a third of the company leaves. I don't know exactly how much of them were like, hmm, this is a good time to, I've been thinking about possibly leaving. I'd like six months paid vacation. What is the upshot? Well, it's the first time I've heard a company try and kind of tamp down on the wokeness, and they lost a third of their employees. I mean, who knows? Maybe some of those people were quitting because they didn't like the wokeness. But either way, they lost a third of their employees. So I think that's a... You're not going to see companies trying to combat internal wokeness anytime soon. <laughs> like, you know, you lose a third of your employees. You got a problem. So this actually reminds me of, uh, like, Christians, Muslims, and atheists. This talk about white supremacy existing or not. So Christians are not afraid of Muslims, and Muslims are not afraid of Christians. I mean, you know, they may not like each other, but they're not afraid of each other. Like, you know, if there's a Christian person across the street, who cares? You know, you're just like, you know, if you're a Muslim and the other, your neighbor is Christian, you're like, well, that fool, they're just going to hell. And if you're a Christian and your neighbor is Muslim, they're like, that idiot. They don't even know it, but they're going to hell. But, you know, their daughter is not about to get converted over to, from one to the other. You know, your Muslim daughter is not about to become Christian, and your Christian daughter is not about to become Muslim. But now, if your neighbor is an atheist, both of them are now, they are now terrified. Because when your position, uh, you know, like say you believe in God or Allah, and there's no evidence that God or Allah exists... And it's very threatening when someone comes along and is like, uh, I don't believe in that thing. I haven't seen any good evidence that Allah exists. You know, like that's going to drive you up the wall. It's one thing to have some idiot Christian. It's another thing to have someone saying true facts that, you know, contradict your entire worldview. So that's how it goes with, you know, does white supremacy exist? You know, and white supremacy, right, that used to mean like a skinhead. But anyways, now it means... Everything, all of America, every bit, you know, like you driving your car to buy some groceries, that's part of white supremacy. And so, like, you know, these people who believe in white supremacy existing and being everywhere, being in, you know, it's like, uh, like, you know, fish that don't know the water exists, right? That's supposedly because it, it's all, you know, because it's so normal. That's supposedly how white supremacy is. Like, you don't know that white supremacy exists because it's so everywhere. It's so normal. It's been there the whole, your whole life. It's just like water to a fish, and it exists. And I'll tell you what, like, they're, they're totally fine. Like, they would love to find, you know, they'd love to hear about, oh, there's this group of KKK people, you know, in the South or, or wherever. Like, oh, there's a group of KKK people. Like, that's going to please, that is going to please them to hear that. Oh, on the other side of town, a group of 10 KKK people were marching, right? I mean, that's, you know, that's wonderful. That's like, whatever, it's confirming <laughs> it's the kind of thing that they need to confirm that white supremacy exists. But of course, there are no KKK marches. And so the most hurtful, scary thing you can say to them is uh, there's no evidence for white supremacy existing. You know, this thing that you say exists, it looks like it doesn't exist, you know, unless you, know, unless you can provide some good evidence, which of course they can't because it doesn't exist. So scares the bejeebas out of them.